Good morning, everybody. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. Now, I have some announcements, and one of these announcements you heard last week, but in case you missed last week, I want to say it again. Vacation Bible School was awesome, wasn't it, Catherine? It was amazing. So give it a hand for everybody that helped with Vacation Bible School. I personally think that anybody that helps with Vacation Bible School is one of the bravest heroes in our world to help with children. So awesome job, everybody. Um, this week, speaking of the children, they're going to be making tie-dye shirts out in the green space. It's going to be awesome. And they're not going to make a mess or anything, are they, Catherine? But if you're going to come and make tie-dye shirts, you're going to want to bring uh, some shirts, some sheets, socks, whatever you want to tie-dye. Uh, a dog, anything. Anything you want to tie-dye will be great. Yesterday was the United Way Day of Action. And I say that because I know many of you in this church were part of that. There was over 560 volunteers doing work in Gadsden. That's awesome, right? All different, yeah, all different churches and organizations uh, working together. That sounds like church to me. So, um, and our youth group went to the Humane Society and did a lot of work out there. And we had a great time. So thank you for everybody that helped with United Way Day of Action. Wanted to let you know our mission team is doing a missionary focus each week. And our missionary of the week is Edwin Ramirez. Uh, you can read more about him on the church website or app. It'll tell you all about the work that he does. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, and also, wanted to let you know, out here at the 5th and Chestnut entrance, look at these awesome bags. Now, you don't have to be a father to get one of these, but it is Man of God Sunday, so every man gets one. Whether you have children or not, you are an influence on other people, uh, influencing young men, so please get one of these. And there's awesome surprises in here. So, uh, and lastly, I have a video for you in just a second. I wanted to thank everybody. Um, maybe four months ago, Tony Jones was here at our church, and he was, uh, did an awesome sermon, but he also raised money for Camp Sumatanga. Now, I'm not asking for money today. I'm here to thank you for the work that you've done with Camp Sumatanga. Not only did you help raise money for camp, but many of you went out and did the work day out at Camp Sumatanga. I see you out there, some of you that did it. I mean, they were pulling limbs and cutting down trees and all kinds of stuff. Because of the work you did, summer camps have been awesome already this summer. I was out there a week ago uh, with junior high camp. We had 78 junior high kids for a week. And here's our recap video. And this would not have been possible without this awesome church. So here you go.
So thank you for everyone that has helped make Camp Sumatanga awesome. Uh, if you have elementary kids, send them. There's still elementary camps coming up this summer, but thank you for making that awesome out there uh, last week. Um, also wanted to let you know, uh, just there's awesome things going on in our kids' ministry and our youth, so get plugged in, get involved. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful this morning that we can come together and worship this beautiful Father's Day. I pray that you'll calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So glad to see everybody here this morning. Would y'all stand and sing with us?
may be seated. Is, isn't our praise team absolutely awesome, though? They're amazing. So this is our time uh, of prayer and a time of tithe and offering. If you would like to give uh, to the church and you're watching online, you can do that online uh, or on the website. Uh, you can also do text to give. Um, and here we have offering plates at the front and the back. Um, let's also lift up those needs that you know of. I know many of you have unspoken prayer requests. But we have many of our church members who are uh, recovering at home or have been sick for a while. Uh, so let's lift them up in prayer as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, I pray for every gift that is given this morning, every tithe, every offering, God, that you will use that for your glory and for your kingdom. But not only the financial gifts, but also those gifts of time and service that people give, God, that you will use them uh, to do great things here in our community. Um, God, we lift up the missionary of the week, Edwin Ramirez in Guatemala. God, we pray for that missionary and the people there in Guatemala. They will be touched by that church and that lives will be uh, drawn to you, God. Um, and this Father's Day, many people are celebrating, and we thank you for that. But we also lift up those folks we know who are hurting this Father's Day. Uh, for whatever reason that it might be a difficult day, we lift them up in your prayers. We pray that you'll bring them comfort and peace. And God, for all of us, when we don't have the right words to say, we remember the words that Jesus taught us. And we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
I don't know if anybody noticed it, but in the Camp Sumatanga video, there was some special appearances by our um, Christmas uh, live nativity wardrobe made it to camp. So uh, you may have noticed that, that there are uh, some famous outfits in there. So um, I bet some of our college kids, if they're watching online, recognize some of those outfits they've had to wear many times. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, I pray that you will uh, speak through me and speak through this passage. God, I pray that uh, our lives will be touched by your word this morning, that you'll help us grow closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So I have a question for you this morning. Have you been through any storms lately? A storm. And, and maybe you've had some bad storms. I mean, it rained all night last night, didn't it? Maybe there's a, tr- a tree limb in your yard. On Wednesday night, this past Wednesday at the church, I was upstairs, the youth was getting ready to meet, and uh, the power went out in the whole building of the church. And it was sunny out on Wednesday. I don't know if you remember that, but it was beautiful and sunny out. And then uh, I noticed outside there's cop cars everywhere and the road's blocked. Right at Cornerstone Church, a dead tree fell in the road, blocked the whole road, took out some power lines. It was a pretty crazy thing. So I'd call that a storm, I guess, because a tree fell. But there's been all kinds of things. Not too long ago, we had the tornado buckets up here helping people that were in storms. Um, But let me ask the question again, because maybe you've been in a storm, but it hasn't been a thunderstorm or anything like that. Maybe you've been in a storm of life, right? Maybe it's been money problems. Um, Maybe it's been a problem with a coworker. Maybe it's been health issues. Maybe the person you're sitting by today at Sunday morning church drives you crazy, and they're they're your storm of life. But we all have them. We all have storms in life. Um, We all go through them from time to time. So think about it again. Have you been through any storms lately? And I think everybody could say, I've been through a storm lately. And maybe if you haven't this week, if you look back over the past year, we've all been through some storms. And I would say we've been through some storms together this past year. So in the scripture we're about to read, it talks about a storm. And I also wanted to point out, um, which is not our focal point, but I have to mention it in this scripture. Jesus finds the need to take breaks, right? Jesus takes time for Sabbath. Jesus takes time for rest. So I am one of those people sometimes where I just like to run and run and run and run and run and keep going. If Jesus takes Sabbath and takes breaks, so do we, amen? So even if you don't hear the rest of the sermon, I want you to go home knowing Jesus took breaks. I can take a break, all right? And it's okay. In this passage, Jesus doesn't just take a break. Jesus is going to take a nap. So when you go home, especially fathers, if you're listening, if you go home today and you say, I'm going to take a nap, and somebody gives you a hard time about it, say, Jesus took naps. It's a holy act of taking a nap, all right? It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. So that's what Jesus is going to do in this passage. Jesus was oftentimes surrounded by huge crowds, healing people, teaching And then right after that, he would go get some downtime, which we all need to do. So here is the story. Jesus has been preaching. Jesus has been reaching many lives. And now Jesus is going to get on a boat to get a break, to get some rest. And then a storm is going to come. All right? So this is Mark 4, 35 through 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind... They took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with them. A great windstorm arose, and waves beat into the boat, so the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, 
peace be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, when then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? I don't know if you noticed this. There's a terrible storm. What was Jesus doing? Somebody yell it out. What was Jesus doing during the storm? He's taking a nap. Yeah, that spiritual act that I love so much. Jesus is taking a nap. You know who else sleeps during a storm? My wife and child, right? They'll be at traditional service today. They, they love to sleep during a storm. The, you know, do you guys have the tornado siren where it sounds like it's in your house? I don't know where the speaker is, but it sounds like it's in my living room. And it'll say, seek shelter now. I will wake up at 2 in the morning. I will go run and turn on James Spann. I'll get helmets ready. I'm ready. I have my shoes on in case I have to go to the basement. My wife will be sound asleep. So will my daughter. And sometimes if it gets real bad, I have to wake them up. How can you be sleeping? Do you not care if we perish? Right? So I understand the disciples' frustrations here. Because I would have been frustrated. Jesus, how can you be sleeping? We're dying. There's a storm. Jesus, James Spann is talking. Stop. Listen. So I understand the frustration they have there. And I don't know if you noticed the question that the disciples asked Jesus in verse 38. They don't ask, why is this happening? That would have been a great question. I would ask Jesus, why is this happening? Um, and, and I would have said, Jesus, why didn't you tell us there's going to be a storm? Or Jesus, why didn't we just stay on the other side where it was safe? Why did we get on the lake? Um, and then another question, Jesus, how can you be asleep? That's not the question they asked either. Did you notice what they asked? Don't you care for us? Don't you care that we're perishing? I asked this question at Mosaic. I said, um, how did Jesus feel when that question was asked? Was Jesus' feelings hurt that they said, don't you care? Was Jesus upset that they asked that? And somebody at Mosaic said, Jesus grew to expect that out of this the group of goofballs that he hung out with. He knew to expect this kind of answer. Jesus, they said, Jesus, don't you care? Jesus still loved them even though they doubted um, his love for them. They, Jesus still loved them even though they had these doubts. But I have to ask us, have we asked Jesus that same question? Jesus, don't you care? We've said it before. Whether we want to admit it or not, we've said it. We've said, Jesus, don't you care that my family member is sick? We've said that. We said, Jesus, don't you care that I lost my job or I'm having trouble at work? We've said that. Maybe if you're younger, Jesus, don't you care that I failed my class? We've said these things. We've said these things. But it was for the disciples then and it's for us today that during a storm, whatever type of storm it is, Jesus is with us in the boat. Jesus is with us in the boat. Always with us. And it doesn't always feel that way, but Jesus never leaves us. I can even imagine that maybe even a week or two later, they're sitting around eating fish or something, and I imagine uh, the disciples would be laughing about this, saying, oh, remember how scared Matthew was, or, you know, picking on some of them and saying, and Jesus was asleep, and Jesus was asleep before he calmed the storm, but Jesus was with them. Um, in life, we have all different types of storms, don't we? We have minor storms, like a rainstorm, you know, just life difficulties that I whine and complain about a lot, but we have little problems. Then we have thunderstorms that are a little scarier when life gets really, you know, kind of rocky, right? And then we have those earth-shattering moments in life that we all have, tornadoes and hurricanes of life, those really terrible things. 
Jesus is always with us. But during those tornado, hurricane moments of life when they come, we cling to Jesus. We cling to our church family. We cling to those who love us. I noticed uh, when I watched the Camp Sumatanga video, uh, we had a moment out at camp. It rained for junior high, mid-high week. That was uh, a week ago. The five days I was out there, it rained almost the whole time. It was nonstop rain. So uh, in, the, in the group's free time in the morning that first day, it poured down rain and we did a lot of inside activities. But we are talking, a group of us counselors were talking and we said, we can't, we can't just have them sit inside the whole time. And, and the kids aren't going to play on the, in the rain on their own. So we figured every activity we had on the schedule, we're just going to do it in the mud and the rain. And it wasn't like a little rain. We could have just sat inside and whined. We could have complained. We said, we're just going to go all in. We, did t- we got our tug-of-war rope. We put it right there in the muddiest spot we could find. We, I mean, we just went crazy. We played kickball. But sometimes in life, when we have rainstorms in life, we've got to just go and enjoy it, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how muddy you're going to get, make the best of it. Because Jesus is with us. Our, our community of faith is with us. That's what we can do. That was a lesson I learned when life throws you a rainstorm. Make the best of it. Enjoy it, right? Enjoy it. Um, so that's what we did. But then sometimes in life, there are those uh, thunderstorms that are a little bit scarier. There's a little, they're a little bit trickier. And we've got to remember that Jesus is with us. We've got to remember that we have a faith community that is with us to stand with us. Again, because we talked about this at our Mosaic group, somebody said, sometimes there's those personal struggles, those personal storms where you, don't, you can't tell other people about it. It's a personal, deep thing going on. But you can cling to Jesus because Jesus is in that boat with you, right? Jesus is in that boat with you. Then you have those hurricanes and tornadoes, those moments where you don't know how you're going to get by, but cling to Jesus and Jesus gets you through it. I know you've seen people and you say, how did they make it through that part of their life that was so difficult? I don't know how they made it. But you know they had Jesus with them in the storm because Jesus does not leave us. The Apostle Paul talks about storms of life in 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 1 through 13. Um, and, and he talks, and he starts off in this talk by talking about salvation. And then listen to some of the words that Paul throws out there after that. He says this, See now is an acceptable time. See now the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we are commended ourselves in every way. Listen to the terrible things Paul's about to say. Are you ready? Um, Through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings. This sounds terrible, doesn't it? Imprisonment, riots, labors, sleepless nights. I had those at Camp Sumatanga, by the way. Hunger, by purity and knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right and for the left, in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute, we are treated as impostors, and yet are true and unknown, and yet are well known as dying, and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything." So I like this passage because Paul uses the word salvation right at the beginning, right? I was taught bad theology when I was a kid. Um, I remember going to these youth group meetings 
where you would hear somebody's testimony. And some of you may have had experiences like this too. You would hear somebody's testimony when you're 12 years old that, oh, Bob accepted Jesus and then everything magically became perfect in life. Have you ever heard those stories? It's not true. Because here the Apostle Paul is telling us, he's talking about salvation and then Paul's listing all these terrible things that happens to him and his friends and there's all kinds of trouble. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how many times you sing in the choir. Bad things can happen to all of us. It's called life, right? Storms of life come to all of us. We just have to remember we have Jesus in the boat and we have other Christian friends to surround us to help us get through it, right? We don't escape storms of life. They do happen to all of us. Salvation does not stop a storm from coming. Um, But we can remember that we have the hope of Jesus with us. Um, I want to ask you, who has helped you with some storms in life? Maybe you say, I've been through a storm and I would come to church, I'd get encouraged, I'd be surrounded by loving people. Maybe it's the Harriet Murray uh, Sunday school class or small group. You say, I went to that and people really built me up. They encouraged me, right? Or maybe it's the, uh, the men at the well. You go to that sometimes and you're just having a rough time in life and you're like, those people really helped me through that storm. We all have those people those moments where somebody helped us. It's Father's Day. Maybe it was a dad or a man in your life that really helped you get through a struggle. But I know for me, I'm one of those people, we have to be brave enough to ask for help when we're in a storm, right? Brave enough to get down and say, God, I need help. Brave enough to ask our friends, our brothers and sisters, say, I need help in this storm. But I want to close with just a couple of points here. Um, God never leaves us in a storm. Jesus was in that boat with the disciples. And again, it's not always going to feel like Jesus is with us, but Jesus never leaves us in a storm. Second thing, even when we question God's love, even when we say ridiculous things like, don't you care about me, Jesus? Jesus still loves us. Jesus still loves us when we ask questions like that. Because Jesus put up with the disciples when they would say these things. In this passage, Jesus had power to speak to the wind, to the water, and to make the storm stop. Jesus is all-powerful. It's not always the results we want in a storm, but Jesus is all-powerful. I also want to say that storms will come no matter what. Paul points it out. No matter what, no matter how good we are, no matter our salvation, storms will come. No matter how much we prepare, life happens. Life happens. But we have community in the storm. So we need to remember to cling to Jesus, to be present for others who are going through a storm, and also ask for help from others in the storm. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that when storms in life come, that we will cling to you. I pray that we will always remember that you are in the boat with us. God, I pray that um, we will be your hands and feet in this Gadsden community when people are struggling, when people are going through a storm of life, that we will be there for them, that we will share your love, that we will share your compassion with them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
remind you to please stop by the fifth and chestnut entrance as we have some goodie bags for all the men out there um, and may we leave here today taking a nap if we need one all right and also may we be the hands and feet of jesus to people we know that are going through storms go in peace <laughs>